0: It's uh, so good This summer I feel like I've been gone more than I've been here And uh, it's good to be back I I don't know about you, but if you're a certain age um, There was a part of your childhood that involved cartoons and comic books Anybody there? Uh, um, you know, now with phones, I, I don't even know if they make comic books anymore except for Marvel, the Marvel world. But um, one of the characters I remember very clearly from when I was a kid was this guy up on screen right now. <laughs> Casper, the friendly ghost, the friendliest ghost you know, right? Uh, the, the the whole deal. And for me growing up in a church, I I, I always thought, Oh, what am I supposed to think about Casper? Because he's this ghost, and that's probably bad, but he can go through walls, and that's really cool, right? He can come in and, 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 uh, like take over somebody's body. That's very interesting. And I, as I was growing up and processing through this whole thing with Casper, and I started to learn about the Holy Spirit, I, I thought, maybe the Holy Spirit is kind of like Casper. You know, that, uh, he comes in and fills us up. How, how's all that fit? I don't know. Um, Here's the deal, Um, I grew up in, uh, think about the Holy Spirit and how the Holy Spirit works, That, that can be an incredibly confusing thing, right? Um, uh, I grew up in a very traditional church. Uh, when I was little, faith was all about your intellect. It was all about understanding um, Scripture. You studied Scripture and God revealed himself through Scripture and that was it. We, we really didn't talk about the Holy Spirit hardly at all. In the early 1970s, the church that I grew up in went through what was called at that point in time the charismatic renewal, um, the supernatural gifts of the Holy Spirit. And as a teenager, I experienced being in a place where where some of the stuff that we'll talk about today was was very common. Fast forward five years, I go to, I go to um, Bible college back in a very traditional mindset where they said, no, the Holy Spirit doesn't work that way at all, that stuff that I'd seen. Um, it, it can be really, really confusing, right? Um, for me personally, I, I um, I, I had to spend a lot of time studying scripture and to try and work through how all that fit. Now, if you're like most people right now, you're probably landing in one of three places. Most people, when you talk about the Holy Spirit, get really nervous. Anybody got sweaty palms? Sweaty underarms? Because for some people who are here, they're thinking, wait a second, is this going to be one of those messages that take something that I've experienced, that I've seen, that I know about, and say, oh, that's not from God. And so you're nervous about that. And there are other people that are saying, wait a second, are you going to take us to a place that's just really crazy? Are we going to have snakes in like five-hour services? Is, is that where we're going? And some of you, the, probably the third section, are going, what, what's this even about? You know, a Holy Spirit charismatic renewal, what is that stuff? Here's where we're going today. We're in this series called My Fit. And it's all about recognizing how God has equipped us to fit into the body of Christ. And to miss the Holy Spirit's giftedness in us is to miss a huge piece. So that's where we're landing today. I want you to take out your Bibles. Um, we're not going to solve every issue. This is not going to be uh, my class in seminary on the Holy Spirit. It's not going to be that at all. It's We got 25 or 30 minutes to, to really communicate just really a couple of thoughts. But if you have your Bibles, take them out and turn to Romans chapter 12. A, a passage that is pretty familiar if you're a follower of Jesus. Um. And uh, and we're going to go there. Before we get there, let me let me let me uh, just do one more d- diversion, if I can. Um, when I interviewed at North Point five years ago, five years ago, some of you are going, man, it seems like twenty. And some five years ago, um, when I interviewed at North Point, haven't come from this very traditional kind of background and come into a non-denominational church that. The tribe that I came from was not a denomination because it didn't have a headquarters, all right? So it wasn't an official denomination, but it functioned like a denomination. Most everybody thought the same, uh, studied the same uh, writers, theologians, all that kind of stuff. And when I came here, there were two questions that that were really important to me. One was, does North Point believe that the Bible is the word of God? Is that the source of answers for us? Um, and the second question was, does North Point believe that they're the only Christians that everybody else is going to hell, and that, they're, that they've got a corner on the doctrine of what's right? Um, and, and the answers to both those questions were exactly what I wanted here. Um, the church, we, if you're here, we believe that the Bible is the word of God, that that's the place that we can go for answers. That's the source. It's not me. It's not even our eldership. It's not any theologian. Scripture is where the answers lie and the second part of that is that we're all in this process together It doesn't matter if you've come from a denominational church It doesn't matter if you've come from no church at all If it doesn't matter if you come from a good experience bad experience, whatever if we're pursuing Jesus based on Scripture We're all in the same place and that's that's really really cool So part of where we're going to go today is what I would call secondary theology All right, so if at the end of this message you, you don't agree with what I've said, my challenge to you is to go to Scripture and dive in and really study and say, okay, this is where I land and that doesn't agree with Rick and I'll be cool with that. But I, what I don't want you to do at the end is to say, oh, I don't agree with Rick because Rick doesn't say what Paul Washer said or Rick doesn't say what John MacArthur says or Rick doesn't say what Billy Graham said, whatever. Scripture is what it's all about. Everybody there? yeah you can clap for that because i I hope that that's, uh, that that 's there so we 're going to scripture Romans, Romans chapter twelve starts out a very familiar passage and then it starts to talk about this idea of spiritual gifts. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters Romans twelve one through eight in view of god 's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Don't conform to the pattern of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and prove what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment, in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function... So in Christ, we, though many, form one body. And each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts, according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it's serving, then serve. If it's teaching, then teach. If it's to encourage, then give encouragement. If it's giving, then give generously. If it's to lead, do it diligently. If it's to show mercy do it cheerfully. The, the very next um, book in the Bible is uh, Paul's letter to the Corinthians, and we're going to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12 for a parallel passage. So if, if you're using uh, uh, pages, just flip over. You can watch on screen. Use the app, whatever. 1 Corinthians 12. I'm going to read verse 1 and then 4 through 11. Now about the gifts of the Spirit, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, brothers and sisters, I don't want you to be uninformed. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone, it's the same God at work. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom, to another a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by that one spirit. To another, miraculous powers. To another, prophecy. To another, distinguishing between spirits. To another, speaking in different kinds of tongues. And to still another, the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one and the same spirit. And he distributes them to each one. Just as he determines. Here, here's the key truth that I want you to take out of those two passages of scriptures that apply to you no matter where you are on this whole idea of spiritual gifts. It's this, everyone has at least one spiritual gift. No matter where you are, if you're a follower of Jesus, he has given you at least one um, gift that's designed to be used for the body. Uh, Romans 12.6, 1 Corinthians 12.7 say that, that we each have been given gifts for the good of the body. Spiritual gifts are different than passions, different than what Chris talked about, different than abilities, different than talents. We're going to talk about those in the next couple of weeks. It's a different kind of thing. This is an, This is my working definition for us this morning for what a spiritual gift is. It's something extraordinary given by God, for the purpose of building up the body of Christ. Something extraordinary. So, if you land on the supernatural end, that's extraordinary, right? If you're, if you're saying, ah, I don't know about the whole supernatural stuff, extraordinary is something that's given by God that's, that's just crazy. Some of the gifts that are listed in the New Testament... In uh, 1 Corinthians 12 through 14. In and, and Romans 12. Uh, in uh, Ephesians 4. Some of them are supernatural kinds of things. The ability to speak in a language that you've never learned before. That's called tongues. That's a supernatural gift. The gift to heal. Where you pray and somebody's healed. That's a supernatural gift. Some are supernatural. But some are not. In that list of gifts. There, there are some that, that, that just seem very normal. Administration. The gift of administration. Somebody has that. That's crazy. Teaching, encouragement, helps, mercy, generosity. All of those gifts can be extraordinary because God is the one who gives that to us and he gives it to us for the purpose of blessing the entire body. Okay? Are we are we tracking? Let me give you an example right now. There, there is a guy... Uh, A man who's in the church That I'm I'm convinced And we had a little discussion about this morning Who has the gift of helps How do I know that? Because he does stuff that does not make any sense to the rest of us. Okay, when I got here five years ago, I, and I'm, you know, we, I'm, I'm coming into the office. There is this guy in his seventies sitting on his bottom in the parking lot, digging weeds out of the cracks in the parking lot. And then I find out that this same guy, this same guy, is here, has been here for the last, I don't know, twenty five, thirty years. At six thirty in the morning on Sunday mornings, open up the building so that everybody is ready to go on Sunday morning, making coffee first thing in the morning. The same guy is a guy in his 70s who climbs a ladder when he's not supposed to, to adjust these lights in the auditorium. He has the extraordinary gift of helps, right? That's not normal. That's not normal. It's, God's spirit working in and through him. An extraordinary gift. Um, I, I've told a story before about a guy at a church I was at in, in Virginia um, that that uh, we had a matching gift kind of thing at Christmas one year and a guy said that he would match... Uh, gifts up to $125,000 and give it to the church. And so I got up before the church and said, hey, you know what? Anybody, if, if you just want to write a check for $125,000 today, that'll all be done and everything else is gravy on top of that. And, um, and a guy came up to me after the service and said, were you serious? And I said, about what? And he said, were you serious about wanting a check for $125,000? And I said, yeah. And um, he said, I'll be back. 15 minutes, I'm holding, the, I'm holding the check in my hand for $125,000. That's not normal, right? That's extraordinary, extraordinary. The, the, that guy had a gift of generosity, right? You, you see that in work in every aspect of their life, but spiritual gifts are given for the benefit of the body, It's not, that spiritual gift is to, is to build up the church. It's not to, it's not to give, it's not to give a big gift to Michigan State, all right? That's a good thing. Not as good as Ohio State, but it's a good thing, right? It's a good thing. It's a good thing. But a spiritual gift is given to benefit the body of Christ, Um. Don't miss this because this is the core of today's message. Every one of you have been given at least one spiritual gift. It may not perfectly match with one of the things that you read in that list. Don't get caught up in the specifics of that list. God's not limited by that list that he gave to the Corinthians or to the church in Rome. But God has given you a spiritual gift, a gift that can be used in an extraordinary way to bless the body of Christ. Um, here's, here's some of the, the theology that I, that I just, a framework that I think is important for us. Understand that there's a difference between the gift of the Holy Spirit, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Everybody tracking? process that the gift of the holy spirit if you've got your bibles turned to acts 2 and i want to, i want to show you something cuz i think that this is about the gift of the spirit in acts 2 peter gets up to preach um for the first time jesus has ascended into heaven the the disciples the holy spirit has come in if you're if you look at the, at the beginning of acts chapter 2 holy spirit has come in and done something incredibly miraculous The the Holy Spirit comes in, it makes a sound like a rushing wind, there are little tongues, there are little flames on top of the, the disciples' heads, and they go into the temple area, and they start speaking in languages that they've never learned before. All right? That's where the term, the gift of tongues, comes from. The disciples had never spoken in those languages, and they go out into the temple and proclaim that Jesus has risen from the dead. Peter preaches and his message is the one that's recorded and and as he comes to the end of his message he says look here's the deal God sent the Messiah the Messiah was Jesus and you killed him and the and um and the people responded say we we killed the one that God sent to save us what do we do and Peter said repent and be baptized and two things are going to happen. Your sins are going to be forgiven. Your sins are going to be forgiven. And the gift of the Holy Spirit is going to come into you. The presence of the Holy Spirit is going to live inside you. Um, now this is 38. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins. You will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you, for your children, for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. When we become a disciple of Jesus... When we say yes to him, when we, when we give him his rightful place to be in complete control of our lives, when he becomes our Lord, God's promised that his spirit would come and live inside us. And his spirit inside us will help us say no to sin and yes to him. His spirit inside us will, will, um, will convict our, our conscience His spirit inside us will say, oh, no, no, don't do that. Do this instead. That's the gift of God's presence living inside us. Gift of the Holy Spirit. Does that make sense? Okay. Gifts of the Spirit. Um, uh, 1 Corinthians 12 says, now to each one, we read this, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. The manifestation of the Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit, are given for the common good. Ephesians 4. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. That that idea that God gave some, that's that concept of gifts. God has given supernatural, extraordinary, that's the, that's the better word, extraordinary gifts to each of us. And those, those are what we would call spiritual gifts. That's what you each have at least one of if you're a follower of Jesus. That's different than God's Spirit living in us all the time. The purpose of that gift that God has given you is to build up the body of Christ. It's not to sit on, it's not to hoard, it's to use to build up the body of Christ. The third part of that statement, gift of the Spirit, gifts of the Spirit, fruit of the Spirit. Go to Galatians 5. Paul says to the church in Galatia, the fruit of the Spirit, the result of the Spirit living in you, is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. The fruit of the Spirit is the result of God's Spirit living in us and us growing up as mature followers of Jesus. The more we grow, the more fruit there is. The less we grow, the more rotten our fruit becomes. It shows up in our life in, in ways that just aren't good. Yeah, um, if if the gift of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, lives in us so that, we can, so that we can recognize what God wants us to do. He's with us all the time. And if the gifts of the Spirit are designed to help the body of Christ, understand this. And I, I think that this is so cool. The fruit of the Spirit impacts everything that it comes in contact with. If you're filled with the fruit of the Spirit, that's not just for in your life group. Right? That's not just for when, you ex- when you're here on Sunday morning. The fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. Man, that's, that's what is showing tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock when you go in and realize somebody blew up your desk at work. Right? Th- those qualities, that fruit is what shows at home with your spouse and kids. That's what shows when you're with your extended family and there's that uncle that just drives you crazy. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. It's a, that is evidence of what God is doing in us all the time. The gift of the Spirit is a promise. It's permanent. It strengthens the individual. It's available to us in every way that it's available to every disciple. It's the promise of, of God living in us. That's a, the gift of the of Spirit. The gifts of the Spirit are spiritual capabilities. They're received instantly, but they may need to grow and be honed. They're given in different ways to different people. They're for building up the body. The fruit of the Spirit deals with our spiritual character, uh, the spiritual characteristics. It's the result of God's spirit living in us. It develops over time. It impacts everything and everyone it touches. The gift of the spirit is a promise. The fruit of the spirit is a result. The gifts of the spirit are a tool. The gift is permanent. Fruit develops over time. The gifts are received and they've got to be put to use. Spiritual gifts are something extraordinary that are given by God. Understand this, they can't be demanded. You can't sit out there today and say, okay God, I want the gift of teaching. I want to be up on stage instead of Rick. I could do a lot better than him, right? We don't, we don't, have, we don't have the right to demand any spiritual gift because the Holy Spirit, God gives them to us through the Holy Spirit right? It's, it's like um, flashback or flash forward to Christmas morning, right? When you're a kid and you go down and you see those presents under the Christmas tree, maybe it was just me as a little boy, but I remember thinking, that's the biggest present, I want that one, yeah, right? Didn't matter whose name was on it, that's the biggest present, I want that, or that one has really cool paper, it's like shiny metallic, I want that one. You don't have any control over that, That gift is designed for a specific person, right? And God gives you a gift, an extraordinary gift that's that's given to be used to um, to impact the body of Christ. Spiritual gifts are extraordinary gifts that are given for the building up of the body. Please don't miss this. This is my burden this morning. I, I hope you leave today with this sense of discontent of saying, I don't, I don't know that I have an extraordinary gift. I don't know that I have a gift of the Spirit working in me for the for the benefit of the body. I hope that you walk away with that sense because um, ultimately, wrestling with that question means that that God will do incredible stuff through North, North Point when we begin to use the spiritual gifts that He has given to us as a body. Now, it... it It'll, it'll blow us up in a good, good way. Gifts are given to be used, not hoarded, not hidden. They're not to be ignored. We are weaker if your gifts aren't used, if the spiritual gifts that God has given aren't used. Um, one, one, uh, one Christmas, my aunt, I've told some stories about my Aunt Linda, um, who... This doesn't have anything to do with the message, but my Aunt Linda has tickets to Ohio State. She lives in Columbus, and I get to go to the Ohio State-Michigan State game in Columbus this year because of my aunt. Give it up for my aunt. Yeah, yeah. like I said, that doesn't have anything. Anyway, my aunt, sorry, come back in. My aunt, one year when the kids were little, gave us, she gave me a gift of $150, That gift of $150 was given to me so that we could buy season passes to Colonial Williamsburg for our family. We couldn't have done it otherwise. Now, I I could only do one thing with that gift, right? Bless my family. Buy Buy the season passes and take them to Colonial Williamsburg as many times as we could during that year. The gift was given to me, but it was designed to bless my kids. To bless my wife, it was designed to help us grow as a family, to build some incredible memories. The Holy Spirit gives gifts to benefit the entire body, to build up the body. Um, wh- what are the gifts? Uh, if, if you want to make some notes in the app, or, or you're taking stuff down, uh, just just list these scriptures: Romans twelve, First Corinthians twelve through fourteen, Ephesians four. Um, Uh, don't get hung up on, again, on the specific list, the specific items, but just start this process of saying, God, what what have you given to me? Um, How do you determine what your spiritual gifts are? Uh, It would be so easy if I could just say, oh, do this, you know, check off this list and and you'll instantly know. Um, It's not that easy. I think that at some level, it's a, it's a recognition of how you're wired and what God is doing in and through you that just happens naturally. One of the things that you might do this week, as in response to this message, is to just go online and do spiritual gifts assessment. And I'll, you, you'll be able to come up with like 10 or 12. And as much time as you want to spend, you can do that. And that'll give you some direction that say, oh, maybe I'm, maybe I'm wired in this particular way. That's one process that you could take, one step that you could take. Another one would, and this is probably, I should have said this first because this is the most important. And it's just simply to pray. Say, God, would you show me what gifts that you've given me that are given for the benefit of the body? God, help me to see that. And you'll begin to, the Holy Spirit will answer that prayer. He'll begin to highlight and say, oh, recognize that you do this in a way that nobody else does. It's extraordinary, this gift that you've been given. Um, uh, look look around at... at what God has equipped you to do and how that benefits the body, maybe in your life group, maybe here on Sunday morning, maybe it's in Kids World, maybe it's, maybe it's the, not, not the church, North Point, the individual church, but the bigger church that God has equipped you, has given you a spiritual gift to benefit. The, the last thing I think in, in trying, to, to, trying to sort through and, and determine what your spiritual gifts are, are to just do something say yes to something because I think that God helps us understand what that gift is when we take some kind of action and say oh no that's not it maybe it's this instead and he leads us through that process I don't know about your house but on Christmas morning at my house there's all these presents that are there how do you find out which present is for you you pick them all up right you pick them up and say, oh, yeah, that one's for me. Oh, no, that one's for Deb. That one's for Micah. That one's for Joe, right? We go through this process of taking action and trying to figure that out. Do something. Say yes. Um, we have a tool that can help in this process, and it, it's designed to be used specifically for North Point. So if you've got your smartphone or whatever, uh, any kind of device, take that out right now. I think Chris might have done this um, this past week, but if you weren't here or if you didn't do it, take it out now because we're going to walk through it again. Okay, if, if you don't have the North Point app, the first thing that I want you to do is download the North Point app. There's, it's got that, that green arrow, go to Play Store or the Apple Store and download that. Once you have that, that'll be important. If you, uh, if you then go to, uh, if you click on My North Point, once you've got the app open, that's the one with the green arrow there. Once you go there, it will take you uh, to, uh, to, the, um, to, to our, what, what's the word I want? It'll take, it'll take you to the right place, all right? Um, <laughs> once my north point comes up, go up to the little menu thing in the top left corner, the menu that's there, and click on that. And once you do that, click on serve that's there. Now, once you once you go to that place, are you there? You getting there? Once you go there and click on serve, um, understand that there are limitations to, to your phone and the way the app works with your phone. On the far right-hand side of that screen, there'll be, a, there'll be a, a thing that says, My Personal Fit. All right? Click on that button that says, My Personal Fit. And when you do that, it'll create... Um, it'll create a little bit of menu that has four categories there I think spiritual gifts passions abilities personality click on click on spiritual gifts and we, uh, we don't have this on screen but when you click on spiritual gifts it'll start going down through and on the right hand side you can check off the ones that you think apply to you all right now this is really important if you're doing this you all are doing this right yes, Rick, sort of. Um, Please please do this. What what you'll see on the screen, there's a whole lot more beyond the four or five that are on the screen. So be sure and scroll down. When I I did it, the first time I did it, I thought, oh, there's five things. I guess maybe one or two of those fit. And then then I accidentally went back through and scrolled and said, oh, there's like 25 things there. Um, Click on on all those that apply to you. Once you do that with... um, With uh, spiritual gifts, go back and do the same thing with passions. Go back and do the same thing with abilities. Go back and do the same thing with personality. And once you've gone through that process uh, and hit save, it will then come up with a list of ways that you can serve at North Point and the match that there are for those particular things. So, uh, depending upon how the descriptions have been written, the, you, you, may have, you may have three or four things. You may have 20 things. But here's, here's the challenge in terms of saying, okay, how do I use my spiritual gifts for the kingdom? How do I use my spiritual gifts to impact what God is doing here at North Point? Look at those things and, and read down through them. And you may have 100% match on several things that you think, I don't want to do that at all. Don't do those things. All right? Go to the ones that you say, oh, man, I can be a part of the global impact team. I can be a part of a team of people that are making sure that the gospel gets out all over the world. That fires me up. Click on that thing, and over on the right-hand side, there'll be a a thing that says email the leader or apply. Uh, I think there's one other thing that you can hit there. Um, but, But do that, and that'll start the process of somebody getting in touch with you to begin to take that spiritual gift that you've been given and to put it into play in the body of Christ. Uh, a few years ago, a, um, a few years ago, the, the treasure at the church where I was serving came to me in August or September and said, um, Rick, i got a question for you. I said, yeah. He said, we're balancing the books. We're going through the books at the church. And and there's a check that's missing in the records. Um, Like it was never cashed. I said, oh, really? What what was it? He said, "Uh, it was your Christmas present this past year from the church. And I said, man, I cannot believe that I would not have cashed that check. That's got to be a bank error, right? Uh, Because it would be incredibly rude to be given a gift (laughs) and to throw it away. To not use it, right? Incredibly. He said, said, okay, I I don't know what happened. We'll go ahead and write you a a new one. And I said, that'll be great. Well, um, it was probably a year or two later when I left that church and was cleaning out my desk, guess what I found? <laughs> do, you understand, do you understand how painful it is to the giver to give a gift and have it wasted or ignored? How disrespectful it is. To just take that gift and toss it aside. God has given each of us spiritual gifts for the benefit of the body. And we are weaker, we're we're not what we could be when we sit on the sidelines and don't use that gift. Um, you know, some of us, some of us have never even peeked in the envelope to see what's what's there. We've never really thought through, God's given me some gifts. What, what do I do with that? Um, don't let that be you. Don't let the body here at North Point, don't let the body of Christ um, universal miss what you could give to the kingdom. Um, don't just sit on your gift. In the 1930s, there was a young man named Nathaniel Adams Coles, that had uh, loved music. He had developed. Um, uh, he had uh, he had developed this incredible musical skill, and he had put together some bands. They had played in some stuff, but uh, not really done much at all. Um, Nathaniel was playing the piano in a bar. That's what he was doing at this point in time. And one of the patrons in the bar at one point said, "Why don't you sing? Just sing." They asked him to sing a specific song. And um, he didn't know that song. And so he sang a song uh, titled Sweet Lorraine. Three or four years later, it was the first song that this particular musician recorded. Nathaniel Coles was Nat King Cole. Playing the piano and not singing. Imagine, imagine what we as a culture would have missed if Nat King Cole had sat at the piano and only played the piano for the rest of his life, if we had never heard him sing, unforgettable. God has blessed us, has given us gifts that we need to use. One last thought that I want to share this morning is this. 1 Corinthians 12, 27 says this, Now you are the body of Christ. Each one of you is a part of it. God has placed in the church first of all apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then uh, miracles, then gifts of healing, of helping, of guidance, of different kinds of tongues. Are all apostles? or all prophets? Are all teachers? Do all work miracles? Do all have gifts of healing? Do all speak in tongues? Do all interpret? Now, eagerly desire the greater gifts. There's uh, one translation says, "Now I show you a most excellent way." The question for us is, okay, what, what are the greater gifts? What's the most excellent way? And the transition that happens from 1 Corinthians 12 into 1 Corinthians 13 is, is a, really a very interesting one because 1 Corinthians 13, that's the passage that's get, that gets read in weddings all the time, right? Love is patient, love is kind. Love never fails. Um, when Paul says, un- understand that God has given all these spiritual gifts... And you want the stuff that's the most important. You know what's the most important? It's to be able to mobilize love through whatever gift God has given you. Love that transforms. Love that changes things. Um, That guy that I talked about that's here, that worked in the parking lot, that does all that stuff, he loves this church. He loves Jesus. He loves you, even though you may not have any kind of interaction with him. Love is the thing that drives his gift of helps. Love is the reason that pushes that through. Man, if, 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 if you have a heart for little guys knowing Jesus, um, God may have given you a gift of teaching, an extraordinary gift to communicate truth to little guys so that they can understand that there's a God who loves them and that their lives will change incredibly if they have a relationship with Jesus. We, love, love is the reason why, the, why God gave us the gifts. To build up the body. That uh, there's a reason why Jesus said, they'll know you're my disciples by your love. That's the thing that drives everything. We've each been given spiritual gifts. I don't know what yours is, um, but I know that God gave it to you to be able to use for the benefit of his kingdom. Use it. Let's pray, God. Um, we come to you right now, uh, still, with, still with lots of fuzziness in our heads. Lord, uh, there's there's all kinds of questions uh, about supernatural, natural. What, what's ordinary? What's extraordinary? Lord, help us to help us out of our relationship with you to recognize that you have given us gifts to use. Help us to begin to start the process to figure out how to do that. God, may we be your body in a greater way because of the exercise of those gifts. May we begin to be something that we've never been before as people Begin to use those gifts for your kingdom, for this body. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.